are listening to the Piano Pod, where we talk to the brightest minds in the industry about how they are bringing the piano into the 21st century. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a very special live episode of the Piano Pod. I am Eric Hunter. I am Yukimi Song, and Clara is muted. <laughs> Clara, we still we still can't hear you. Okay, pick up your mic. I am Clara Zhang. Can you hear me now? Yes, thank you. Perfect. Great. All right. So continuing on. Um, so everybody, a few months ago, we were having a podcast meeting, and we started thinking. You know, we spend all this time talking about piano, and no one has actually heard us play. Some of you have, of course, but not the official podcast audience. So we thought maybe we should do something about that. And so we decided to host our first annual TPP recital. Now, in the future, we hope to perform together live in a proper venue. But since the pandemic is still going on and things hadn't started to open up when we started planning this, tonight the three of us will play over Zoom from our own homes. Uh, each of us will play for about 25 or 30 minutes with a little introduction before each performer. And now it is time to begin. Our first performer tonight is Yukimi Song, pianist, educator, and podcaster. Based in New York City, she has performed solo and chamber concerts at venues such as the Tenry Institute, Frederick Lowe Theater, and Le Poisson Rouge. Since 2014, Yukimi has toured Japan annually with her friend from high school, Natsuki Arakawa, the Tokyo Symphony Orchestra violinist. Their eclectic programs have included repertoire by composers such as Albanese, Franck, Piazzolla, Scarlatti, and Gershwin. Past projects include the theme program Mating Calls with vocal quartet and narrator performed at Riverside Church. The concert explored contrasting definitions of love across two different eras through the performance of two song cycles, the Liebeslieder Waltzes by Brahms and the Craigslist Leader by Gabriel Kahane. Upcoming programs include Poems for Insomniacs, an all nocturne recital by composers such as Scraven, Field, Chopin, and Lieberman, plus the piano transcription of Radiohead's Exit Music arranged by Christopher O'Reilly. Yukimi will also give a Broadway-themed recital with Clara and myself in the fall to celebrate the return of theater in New York City, so stay tuned for more info on that one. And now, Yukimi will introduce her piece for you, The Great F Minor Sonata by Brahms. Fry Arbor Einstein, free but lonely. Brahms inserts the initials of this romantic German phrase, F-A-E, F-A-E, into the last movement of Piano Sonata Number no. 3 in F minor as a musical cryptogram. It was a motto that Brahms shared with his good friend, Joseph Joachim, who was the violinist, the leading violinist of that time. The word einsam, loneliness, lonely, derived from their sense of being out of place or being alienated for holding on to their Austro-German uh, musical tradition as opposed to what was more popular or trendy at that time. Frei, aber, einsam. Free, but lonely. That was precisely the state of mind I was in when I first heard a live performance of this piano sonata by Brahms. It was during the summer of 2004 uh, at the Mozartelm uh, International Music Summer Academy in Salzburg, Austria. 
I'd flown there from a small town in Florida where I used to work full time as a faculty member uh, teaching, wor working day and night teaching students at a private college. As soon as I arrived in Salzburg, Austria, I couldn't help but sense the, uh, feel the sense of freedom, free from all the restrictions, obligations, and exhaustion from uh, heavy workload and everyday life. Um, the, I got to walk on the same streets as Mozart did 250 years ago. I got to study with incredible teachers. I was really in, uh, influenced by a lot of incredible musicians, fellow musicians there. And I made some friends. We strolled the town and we went on a picnic. We went to concert together and we rehearsed together. And yet, loneliness never left me. I was always lonely throughout the festival. The feeling hit me hardest when this Japanese pianist around my age performed this Brahms piano sonata in F minor brilliantly right in front of my eyes during the, one of the master classes. Tonight, I will be performing all five, but the second movement of this sonata. I'm just curious to know what comes up for you in your imagination, in your mind, while you're listening to this piece. And I'm also curious to know what Frei Aber Einsam, free but lonely, means to you during the, a, a very difficult time like this. And you can free, feel free to leave a comment in the chat, or you can, uh, if you're watching from YouTube or Facebook, please leave uh, your comments in the uh, comment section.
That is so beautiful. Wow. For those of you that could unmute yourself and pre-mute yourself, uh, you may. Beautiful performance. Thank you so much, Yukimi. Well, our next part of the program is going to have uh, Eric. Eric is going to be performing next. And um, I'll read Eric's intro. Um, Eric is a pianist, composer, and uh, educator. He has performed at venues such as Carnegie Hall and Walt Disney Concert Hall and in 2008 played an all-list recital at the home of the renowned pianist Oral Walt at his uh, invitation. He's also an experienced chamber musician and accompanist, among other outreach initiatives. He has worked as a music therapy consultant at the Austin Ricketts Center for Mental Health in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. As a composer, Eric works in a wide variety of genres, including classical, jazz, film, and electronic music. He was a prize winner in the 2012 Operation Cabaret Night Songwriting Competition. The following year, he composed the music for the multimedia piece Connection, commissioned by Arts On Site. In 2019, he scored for the animated short Pin and the Pong went viral. It currently has over 2.7 million views on YouTube. He also scored a multi-award-winning uh, short Run Little Boy by Dominic Bedes, who which follows um, themes related to the Black Lives Matter movement. When it comes to teaching, Eric's private studio, piano studio reflects his creative, multi-genre approach. He works with all ages and specializes both in working with very young students and adults who are healing from trauma. He's head of professional development at the Piano Teachers Congress of MIC and has guest lectured at the School for Virtual, Virtual Arts, New York University, the Columbia University. He currently lives in Manhattan with his wife and two sons. Please welcome Eric Hunter. Thank you, Clara, for the lovely introduction. I just also want to add, of course, I'm very happy to be co-host of the Piano Pod, along with Clara and Yukimi. Um, and also, uh, thank you, Yukimi, for that spectacular performance of the Brahms. Uh, before I begin, I just want to acknowledge my friends Amanda and Maria, who are loaning me this magnificent Yamaha C3 Grand Piano. Uh, so thank you guys so much. We, I love this instrument. Um, tonight, I'm going to share with you all some of my favorite pieces by the French composer Claude Debussy. Debussy wrote two series of piano preludes, uh, following a tradition started by J.S. Bach with the well-tempered clavier, and continued later by other composers such as Chopin, Mendelssohn, Rachmaninoff, Scriabin, Shostakovich, and Messiaen, among others. Unlike some of these composers, Debussy didn't use any kind of organizing key scheme in his preludes, like the circle of fifths or having every prelude in a different major or minor tonality. Instead, each Debussy prelude is a perfect little character piece that stands on its own, while somehow fitting into a larger narrative progression, particularly in book one. They each have a descriptive title telling you what the piece is about, However, in the original score, Debussy actually printed the titles at the end of each prelude, indicating that he wanted the listener to let their imagination be influenced by the sound alone, rather than what they thought they should be hearing. In that spirit, I encourage you all to ignore the program, particularly if you speak French, 
and come up with your own ideas of what these pieces represent. Feel free to share them in the chat. At the end of the performance, perhaps I'll read some of the interesting ones. So tonight I'll be playing seven of these preludes, six from book one and one from book two. I like to play these as a set without interruptions because I find that they flow so well from one to the next. I hope you enjoy the journey.
Bravo. Thank you, guys. You know, it's so nerve-wracking. You have no idea if the technology is working or not. I'm just playing for half an hour. I don't know what's going on. Yes. Yes. I hear you. But that was brilliant. Thank you so much for Thank the you, your performance. Very nice. Okay. So the show must go on. So we'll go on. <laughs> so our final performer tonight is pianist Clara Zhang podcaster and owner and founder of Rational Music Studios, Clara dreamt to, uh, of becoming a professional musician in New York City from the age of three when her grandmother gave her a little keyboard for her birthday. With that dream, she began her unique journey with piano, starting at a small local musical, music school followed by Tianjin Music Conservatory. An unexpected performing tour in the Northeast region of the United States as a teenager led her moving to Topeka, Kansas with a music scholarship at Washburn University. Later, she began her professional career in Massachusetts and finally New York City. Ms. Zhang concertized regularly across the United States and Asia pre-pandemic. In the summer of 2012, she opened Rational Music Studios, a private piano studio based on Manhattan's Upper East Side. It has consistently been around among the top 1% of NYC piano studios for the past six years in, on expertise.com. In 2019, RMS won the best small business award in the piano teachers categories from the New York Awards Leadership Summit. She's an educational partner of Steinway and Sons and an executive board member of the Piano Teachers Congress of New York. Many of her students have been com com have competition prize winners and performed at venues such as Carnegie Hall and Lincoln Center. At RMS, they understand the value of classical music training, which is not only playing the piano, but learning to be thoughtful and conscientious human beings who can contribute to a 21st century world. During the pandemic, Clara came on board to the Piano Pod, as well as several nonprofit organizations. She's excited for the opportunities provided by new technologies to expand her musical outreach. Tonight, Clara will conclude our program with a diverse collection of works by Bach, Ginastera, Bartok, and Sanson. But first, she is going to speak to you about these pieces. Everyone, please welcome Clara Zhang. Yay, Clara. Yay. Thank you so much, Yukimi, for the lovely, lovely introduction. And thank you so much, everyone, for joining us from all around the world. Oh, my goodness. I see so many familiar faces, and it's just so warm. So without further ado, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the five pieces that I'm going to be playing. Um, the first four, I will play them together, one after another. The first one is uh, a Bach, well, a Bach partita, uh, the Symphonia, and then followed by three dances by two different composers, uh, our Argentinian composer named uh, Arborto Hinastera and uh, two Hungarian um, composer dances, but they are Bulgarian dances. So uh, I will tell you a little bit about these pieces and why I chose them. Um, first of all, um, 
Bach, Johann Sebastian Bach, uh, None of us are uh, unfamiliar with him. We all know who Bach is. Uh, but for me, I feel uh, there's some personal attachment I have with Bach. Um, I did not grow up very religious, but whenever I play Bach, I sometimes have this out-body experience. <laughs> so he uh, is someone I consider very rational, even though he had 21 children. And <laughs> so that was not exactly <laughs> too rational, but he uh, worked every single day and he was happy. And uh, uh, I feel like he was the teacher of all of us. And uh, so I fell in love with Bach when I first moved to Kansas. Uh, when I was younger, you know, it was kind of difficult. Teenagers, we want to play really difficult pieces. But uh, when I moved to Kansas, I, I remember a professor brought in this giant TV and uh, uh, showed us a video of Glenn Good, And that was the first time I realized you can be different as a musician. We can all have our own voices as long as we keep on uh, honoring the composer's intentions. So uh, I will be starting with Bach and I will start uh, continue with Ginastera. Ginastera is a, um, well, this is from a set of three Argentinian dances. And my lovely, lovely teacher, Dr. Uh, Hugo Goldenschwick is also in the audience today. He's just across the street from me, but he's streaming in. <laughs> and uh, so this particular dance is called uh, uh, Danza della Mosa Donosa, which means a, grace, a dance of a graceful girl. So it is set on a, a papa land, which a papas, which is the um, village of Argentina, uh, and it starts with a, a slow melody, but eventually develops into a very expensive uh, harmony. It's one of my favorite pieces. And then I will uh, end the first part of pro uh, my pro program with two. Uh, um, Bulgarian dances, uh, but they were composed by Barla Bartok, which I consider uh, probably he's the beginning of the iPhone age. You know, he had this giant box and he recorded these little tunes uh, from all the villages nearby and put them into pieces. And this is from a set of the uh, microcosmos. So I hope you enjoy and I will come back with the last piece. Thank you. Thank you. 
<laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Um, the sound is okay, right? Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. Ah, I know. I, I know what the Erica, you keep me <laughs> feeling. You're so worried that there's no sound, you know, and you're like, whoa, what's going on? So, all right, before we end the concert, and thank you again, everyone, for joining from, oh my goodness, Malaysia, China, across the street, and uh, Costa Rica, you know, everywhere, every, every time, time Zoom, we are so grateful. So, the last piece uh, I'm going to be performing, uh, this is called Sun uh, Song, Second Piano. Concerto, and my dear friend Nadia is also in the audience, and uh, she's French, and I've been telling her about this piece for a long time. Um, so this particular, normally a concerto is uh, uh, when the instrument stand in the front, and the whole orchestra would accompany them. So you have trumpet concerto, you have flute concerto, and this particular one is a, a piano concerto. Well. I don't have an orchestra here, so I will be accompanying myself. And this particular version is uh, made, arranged by Georgia um, Bazet. I'm probably not pronouncing it correctly, but I have had a lot of lessons on that. And he is the famous composer who wrote Carmen. I'm sure my mom, dad, and the aunt are all in the audience. They remember when I used to have this Carmen, you know, fantasy when I was like four years old. So when I think about this particular piece, first of all, Sun Song is a composer. People think that you start with Bach and you end with Offenbach. So he is a romantic composer. There's a lot of notes. So if it's too loud, you know, you can tone down your volume a little bit. Uh, but to me, when I play this piece, I think about the part, the piano part. And I feel so grateful we were able to use this pandemic to start this fashion project and interviewing all these people from all around the world. And uh, it's like, a, you know, we, we are just pianists, but we are bringing in all of our expertise and uh, we are putting it together into a big project. So without further ado, I will play the Sun Song first, uh, second concerto, first movement. Thank you.
Bravo, bravo. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Okay, so that concludes the first annual Piano Pod recital. We did it! Yay! Yay. <laughs> Great work. We would like to thank Lisa, Jeannie, and Norman, the high tea team, um, for all their support tonight, for being our tech support and the Zoom moderators during the recital. We especially like to thank our audience for tuning in. You guys were great. Um, we really had a lot of fun. Um, and if this is your first time listening to the Piano Pod, we hope you'll check out the podcast. If you enjoyed our performance, please tell your friends about us and rate us on whatever podcasting platform you use. Remember, you can always find the video versions of all our podcasts, including this recital on our YouTube channel. If you have any feedbacks for us, please leave it in the comments or DM us via social media. Or you can also email us at thepianopodnyc at gmail.com. Hope to see you all in a future episode of The Piano Pod. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye, Heidi. Bye. Bye, everyone. Good night. Good morning. Congratulations. Thank you so much.